Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Follow Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. Joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, my name is Joe. Did I forget to say my name? You know, I was just about to ask you that question. Do we, <laughs> Did I is your name say- in that intro? I don't listen to it. <laughs> I think it is. Whatever. I'm Caitlin. I think I forgot to say it on the last one, too. Oops. Cool. Hopefully you know who I am by now. It's been eight Add episodes. It post somehow. <laughs> Cut you saying your name from another episode into new episodes forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caitlin. Yes, Joe. What song are we doing this week? Oh, it's the first, this is the first episode of 2019. Yeah. Happy New Year. We made Year. it. We did presumably, it. Presumably, presumably, we made it. Well, rip if we didn't, I guess. Yeah, no one will hear our great takes on today's song, which is what, Caitlin? Alpha Dog. Alpha Dog. You know that one? I'm yeah. sure you're all super familiar with it. Yeah, you know that one that everybody knows because it was very popular mm-hmm. and released widely. Yeah, Alpha Dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has come out like a couple times. Uh, <laughs> I mean, coming so, out frequently and being released widely are not the same thing. <laughs> you are correct. You have gotten me there. <laughs> I solved your release puzzle. Um. <laughs> so, history on Alpha Dog. Uh, we talked brief. Actually, I think we might talked about it more than briefly on the uh, American Sweethearts, America's Sweethearts, Merca episode, Merca, Merca's Merca's Sweet Beeps. <laughs> um they did this mixtape uh it wasn't funny i just made I don't know garbage noises <laughs> i found the secret to making caitlin laugh it's nonsense noises it's just utter trash anyway <laughs> shocking no one um. <laughs> uh, uh, uh so we they made i almost said we made a mixtape they made a mixtape uh, leading up to Folly Ado. Support uh, us on Patreon Welcome... for us to make a mixtape. Oh, please. Uh, it's called Welcome to the New Administration, hosted and mixed by Clinton Sparks. One of the first tracks on that was Alpha Dog and Omegalomaniac. Get familiar, says Clinton Sparks, as he introduces you to the new administration. And that's... Yep. Except it never happened. Yes. <laughs> and it's just a demo on that mixtape, uh, and they later released Alpha Dog as its finished version of the song as a single, like right after Folly Ado, and it was like the last thing they released before they were on hiatus. If my if my knowledge is right, might not be. Sounds right. But it uh, it also ended up on the Greatest Hits album, so that's three different places, <laughs> and no one heard any of them. <laughs> Yeah, the, I went to I, I was I had to track down the original demo version with Clinton Sparks on top of it mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube, and there's comments from like three years ago that say, "When will they finish this song?" And I'm like, "Dog, you're like <laughs> came they, out in 2009." You're like, "They did. You just don't know about it because apparently no one fucking knows about it." So there's that. Clinton Sparks does a does a good job hype manning on that on that demo. Does he? I don't know. I was I was like I could see that. I, I guess it's not even a good job. It's just like believable. Like I believe that they thought <laughs> this was going to be real. Sure. Welcome to the new administration. He says. Clinton Sparks. Uh, Leg Effect Kid was also a demo on that that just recently got released. Mm-hmm. Um, a full version of that. Um, there's a couple lyric changes. Uh, mainly. Out the original Alpha Dog and Omega Omega, 
Omega Lavania. Omega Mega Dega. Um, uh, Alpha Dog and Omega Lavania. <laughs> that got announced at the Game Awards. Yeah. <laughs> Fallout Boy. <laughs> Fuck Rivers Cuomo. Invite invite uh Pete Wentz to the Game Awards. That he knows a, a thing or two. That would be a nightmare, a and I would watch it with rapt attention. That might have been the thing that got me to watch the Game Awards. Instead, I slept. Yeah, I I wrote and played into the breach good decision so in the original demo the chorus says welcome to the new administration final version has welcome to the new deja vu which sounds a lot more natural and like it should be there so good on you for that they're clearly different recordings and takes patrick's lower register sounds a lot better Mm -hmm. in the final version and i do love patrick's uh lower register a lot so and there's a video that we'll have to talk about but other than that that should be the prelude yeah, that's the previously on Fallout Boy. Previously on the Fallout Boys. <laughs> Let's talk about Alpha Dog. Uh, do you do do you like this song? I think so. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think that's like, an episode, everybody. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we like the song. No, I think I like it. Um, I think this feels like what the post hiatus ended up becoming, but like I like it more. Hmm. Which is not necessarily a very great description, but there's something about like the musicality and like the lyricism of it that reminds me of things like of stuff off of Save Rock and Roll and of Centuries and stuff like that, but like better, like a little bit more like whatever happened to their music during the hiatus that made it sound like how it sounds post hiatus that hasn't happened to them quite yet. So I feel like there's still that little nugget of like fallout mm. boy that i enjoy there i feel that I, I i think this sounds like it could have been on folly ado yeah well i think that's the thing is like to me it sounds like it could have been on folly ado or save rock and roll and because of that it sounds good to me because it's not quite either mm, i feel that it's I, I i'm i'm so interested in what the next fallout boy record would have looked like if instead of taking that break and doing solo stuff and other projects mm-hmm. uh i forgot pete was in black cards until today but or that i knew that andy and uh joe had a band with other people but i did not remember what it was and i've already forgotten the name <laughs> now but i knew they had like a quote-unquote super group with like a guitarist from anthrax or some shit ah um, uh, yes the to... ultimate super group yeah two guys from fallout boy and someone from anthrax it's my <laughs> and someone else group. probably Mm-hmm. But I, I, I have to wonder, like, this song and Lake Effect Kid, like, going off, like, building a, a, an album with a sound based on those instead of Save Rock and Roll, like, mm-hmm. where would we be? I don't know. It would be an interesting alternate timeline. I'm honestly, like, very intrigued by the idea of the quote-unquote new administration. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even know that I would have liked it or if it would have been good ideologically, <laughs> because I do think they were he- like, like we talked about with America's Sweethearts, like mm-hmm. their political discourse at that time was like nothing, basically. Toast. Um, So the idea of them being like, what if we got like went even further down this quote unquote political track is. Yeah, I think the reality of it would be awful, but like the idea of it is very interesting to me. Yeah, I can't help but want to have seen what that would have become. Yeah, I like, like. I don't think it would have been good. Yeah, we're already critical of post hiatus stuff now. So, like, what is there to lose? Yeah, at least this would be more interesting. I feel potentially. Yeah, 
I think um, I'm kind of, I'm I'm really curious on what comes next for them because I don't hate Mania by any means, and like the fact that they did I don't Mania hate the and then, one song I heard off of Mania. Yeah, I I have my complaints about Mania as a record and some of the lyricism, uh, but like hearing that, hearing them put out Lake Effect Kid with some B sides and like I, I I'm genuinely curious of what happens next. Um, and I guess that's a sentiment that I need to put forward into our 2019 episodes now because they will continue to make music and the show will never end. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why we're making the show till we die. Yes. And then having a joint funeral where you play our playlist, Joe, we talked about this. Yes. And it's still very, very much true and will happen. Yeah. One of these days we got to post the pictures of our, of our will saying that we're doing this <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, yeah when what what patreon goal is is our matching tattoos that just say take this to our grave but this has an asterisk and somewhere else on our body the asterisk is like the podcast (laughs) what patreon tier is our estate planning (laughs) (laughs) too high uh yeah really that shit's expensive um (laughs) so clap until your hands hurt do it just they're like hey this is a bop you better be ready mm-hmm. this song do shred i um musically speaking the um the like extremely quick and very high strumming that uh opens this song up sounds like it sounds mania adjacent like there's still like lower chugs and stuff that like they don't really use a lot of now but I, I can I can hear their sound changing in this song again, mm-hmm. as it as it do frequent. Lyr- lyrically, it is again them talking about being this is, successful. Yeah, this is like that's what I, I feel like. I feel like this is where like it does. I think to still musically, it does sound like a weird hybrid of their styles, like post and pre hiatus. But mm-hmm. also like this is like I feel like the first like it's not the first time they've talked about this obviously, but I feel like it's the first time they're like no yeah. like we're making songs like explicitly about our fame and our like weird kind of narcissism about it. Yeah, this is this is a song I think where they they really dive into that. They play more with production, which I think they did in general on the new administration, but like it 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 followed into this song and probably like Effect Kid before they they separated um cuz they were all doing some some producing, I would say, or yeah. at least Pete and Patrick. I I think I think Joe did stuff on Save Rock and Roll, so. Yeah. I do want to point out. It's interesting too talking about like the theme of this song especially because it's interesting because this was right before the hiatus there's a lyric this is is a very good right before they break up song yeah well especially because there's a lyric that says he's a fighter past his prime he's in the gutter waving his hand and it's an interesting like image to have in the song right before you stop making music together yeah and I, i said break up it was decidedly a hiatus so when they when they stopped making music they had they had left the door open yeah it was still kind of a breakup though i mean if pete wins is involved it's a breakup i mean it's 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 like the whole friends thing i was like we were on a break and it's like bitch you were broken <laughs> up like just you can get back together but like you were broken mm-hmm. up yeah so the opening verse talks a lot about just like imagery of performing clap until your hands hurt standing ovations blah 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 uh, i do or like the lyric of booze because they're still like, hey, we know people don't like our new stuff, which, wow, uh-huh. a portent for the future, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I do like the sentiment of watch us until we blur. The annotation saying, um, support us until we aren't relevant. is just like, uh, well, they will well. always kind of be relevant because they are so... Fucking fallout boys. Yeah. Um, They're I... too big to fail, they say. Yeah. Also, it's interesting because, again, this is like this is a really like a prologue to the post-hiatus music because it's once again mm-hmm. them speaking about rock and roll as a concept, but also low-key kind of personifying it. Yeah, tell rock and roll I'm alone again. I want to put the Midwest home again. He sings in his lower register that I like a lot. He doesn't use it anymore, really. Pop music ain't about that low register, Joe. Yeah, but it should be. Yeah, well. So this is uh, this is a song with um, some verified uh, artist commentary. Thank you, Genius. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Please. These are all in lowercase, so I'm assuming they are Pete. <laughs> <laughs> To, to, to the line, tell rock and roll I'm alone again. Also, almost all of these annotations have, like, I guess, which is so funny. <laughs> Pete, just commit. That's how I started playing music in the first place. So, again, is a reference to that, I guess, uh, he says about tell rock and roll I'm alone again. So, the sentiment of alone uh, is interesting, both that they went their separate ways for a couple years. But, like, did you really start playing music alone? I mean, I guess, probably. Doesn't everybody a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I don't know anybody who learned to play music in a group. I guess, like, people who learn in band class. I don't know. Yeah, I guess a lot of people who I was in band with learned to, like, do music stuff in band, and that was their first experience with music. Mm -hmm. That wasn't mine, because I took piano lessons for, like, 800 years, but... Yeah, I feel like, I guess, Pete does strike me, like, the hardcore scene that came out of Chicago, I would assume it was a lot of self-taught bullshit. Yeah. um, DIY. And then putting the Midwest home, yeah... Okay. Uh, your time has passed. There's there's so much of this song being a sentiment about being done. Yeah. Oh, the damned, the damned Things was the group that Andy and Joe was in. Thank you. Annotation. Thank you, Genius.com. Please sponsor us. Well, they didn't do it. The, the lovely listener did two But their platform ago. enabled it. Yes. As it enables this show every week. <laughs> G- I, th- I think the, the annotations that Genius.com provides is, in fact enabling us to read too deeply into fallout boys music i mean so. i don't think that like fallout boy i don't think you can read too deeply into fallout boy i think if you pete let, wentz already does yeah it i was gonna it. say if you let pete wentz write anything like that shit is already far too deep <laughs> <laughs> yes precisely and that's and that's why they that's one of the reasons why i think they merit the the digging that we do so the the verse ends with never means forever what does Pete have to say about that? He says, I guess this is a reference to the idea that no one ever stays or goes forever. Everyone just kind of fades no matter what they say. Um, what? That's a thing that That's a thing that people who Pete, ghost people say. Pete, that's Pete, not... Pete. Also, that's not how sentences work. Uh, he, I mean, it's kind of like... A, he, all of his sentences are like tweets, you know? I'm just saying my tweets are fucking coherent, so I don't know what he's doing calling out pete wentz every fucking wednesday yeah we do that's my that's our job Mm -hmm. i don't think that's what that that's not what that line sounds like it i just want to i just want to okay first of all also no one is one word in this annotation um which it looks like noon noonie uh i guess this is a reference to the idea that no one ever stays or goes forever everyone just kind of fades no matter what they say that what are you trying to say i don't no it's like it's like his annotation is trying to be just as brief 
as lyricism. Well, especially because like you don't have to even explain it because the like the the verse makes it make sense. It says, mm-hmm. "Your time has passed." They say never means never, so the fast dance won't last. But never means forever, never. Like that's fine. Like even if it like doesn't like upon dissection doesn't make like a ton of sense. I feel like that's like yeah. some poetic like song bullshit that like I'm not mad about it. Like there are plenty of other there are plenty of other Pete Wentz bullshitty things that I'm mad about. This is not one yes. of them. Even without that deep of a read, never is a sentiment that means never and forever, like, like is also forever. Like, if you say, I'm never going to do something, you're saying, I'm not going to do it forever. Yeah, they really are just it's like not, the same concept. Like, yeah, reversed. I was trying to explain it without using the words and it was impossible because never is just the word for that. Yeah. Like, I'm not, not going ever. to do this thing for for the rest of my life or whatever, like, for the rest yeah. of eternity. Like, yeah. I guess I guess never is just a shortening of not ever. Y- yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Welcome is. to ling- linguistics. <laughs> I learned well, a Welcome thing. to Sugarbird going down dictionarying. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the sentiment of Alpha Dog and Omegalomaniac as these personas. So this song is about grappling with the, the forward-facing persona in fame. Um, welcome to the new deja vu. I can almost see the wizard through the curtains. Love me a Wizard of Oz reference. Yeah, don't we all? And that's it. It's just that one line. Mm-hmm. I am very interested in the Alpha Dog and Omegalomaniac concept as like, God damn it. I'm s- <sighs> shut up. I'm sorry. Did you, I'm... did you click the annotation yeah, for that I line? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> this is a genius play on words. Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, and is also a name of Jesus. I'm what? Um, <laughs> and is also a name of Jesus Christ in Christianity. That a, is irrelevant. That's also which which part Alpha and Omega are they both Jesus? Or is only one of them? What? Um, I don't know. The uh, beginning but, and the end. He loves to dig into concepts of the beginning and the end simultaneously. Also just, an alpha dog, quote unquote, is the leader of a wolf pack. No, it's the leader of a dog pack, you fucking idiot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Drag him! Get familiar! An alpha dog is the leader of a wolf pack, while the omega is the lowest in the pack hierarchy. That's also not technically true. That doesn't um, sound right at all. <laughs> no, that's incorrect. Um, a megal- a quote-unquote megalomaniac is someone who's obsessed with their own power. Thank you, fucking annotator. Um, uh-huh. This line evokes a Jekyll and Hyde as personality split. The band is an alpha in the music industry, but they also have been swallowed by the monster showbiz. That doesn't make any sense. That's nothing. That, you I just think that said nothing. I think the last part of it is the only remotely relevant thing. I think that it's relevant, but also like... It's poorly explained. I, yeah, that's not a... Like, I get what they're saying. I was kind of thinking of it more of like a Pete and Patrick thing, too, than like a... Mm. the ba- Like, which I get, like, it is a... It, the whole point is, again, like, the concept of the band and fame and whatever. So, like, I think that's yeah. a fair reading. I just think that, like... I think I think my problem with their reading at the bottom is that they have the wrong definition of Omega, and so I'm like, shut up. But yeah, because you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Omega is less is more the end, not really the bottom. Whereas much as I think reading this song about them being these superstars and also being so under the people who make decisions about their music is yeah. an interesting 
concept, even if it's not really like and i think that reading is is could be relevant in the song even yeah but i just think i'm just i'm just stuck on the fact that like they're they're using they're using flawed logic to get there because they have the wrong core definition of the thing they're trying to use and i'm like shut uh-huh. up um, yeah but also like because i when i first saw like the lyric alpha dog and omegalomaniac like when i, I guess i didn't see it because i was listening to the thing i was like oh this is pete and patrick that's really interesting that i had not thought about that but now that I have. I'm like, yeah, their relationship, like, we'll, we'll eventually get to Donnie with a catch and the rest of songs that are about their relationship. Um, but their relationship creatively is so interesting to me because Pete writing lyrics for Patrick, Patrick being this brilliant voice that everybody hears, but so much of their marketing put Pete at the forefront. Mm-hmm. There's there's a, there's a lot to, to read into about the way that Pete was sort of put in the forefront as opposed to Patrick. And their relationship developing over the years is creating so closely together. Um, despite that, that hot, hot, hype media blitz. Um, God damn it. I'm still mad about it. Yeah. What does that um, mean, Pete? Nothing. It's just garbage <laughs> words. I, I think it's that's an interesting read of, of this song about like these two different personas um, that are sort of, I don't want to say manipulated, but like they're, 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 they're not really both presented in interesting yes. ways y- yeah like i'm trying to like follow it up by i can almost see the wizard through the curtains like they're not really making a lot of their decisions on what those personas really are yeah well because I, I do think it's interesting yeah like it is a tie between like how they were framed and how the music production actually works as far as like pete writing and patrick singing and patrick then, did a lot of the music for like yeah. a lot of the early music writing as well yeah but like that's not remembered even i feel like Mm -hmm. i feel like because even when we talk about it a lot of it is just like us yelling at pete um and part of that and part of that is because we haven't gotten to a lot of the early stuff that patrick had a hand in also i think we we spend way more time with the lyrics specifically yeah which like and two i think it's interesting because like patrick went solo after this like he didn't join another band everything also like patrick made this whole solo solo album like very layered R&B production, like, entirely by himself. So, like, he can do it. He's, he can do that stuff. And he does this, like, whole brand transformation or whatever. Uh, he became Clay Aiken. Yeah, he really did. Uh, and I, I love soul punk to death. Um, flaws, in part. Um, it's it's it, I love it despite its glitches. But, like, that being they said... They bugs in him. <laughs> different direction, but I appreciate it. It's 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 soul punk. They put bugs in them, uh, but they, I I, it's so much easier to yell at Pete, you know. Yeah. Part and I think part of that comes well, from I like, feel like yeah, I feel like part <laughs> of that is the production of their personalities, right? Like yes. The, the phrase because like Patrick is a hundred percent framed as the voice, even in like the ways that we talked about, where it's like Pete writes words for Patrick to sing. Yeah, like, and I don't, I don't even, I don't think the... that was originally it too, because like when we get to take this to your grave, it's very much Pete just writing, and Patrick was the vocalist, and I think Patrick might have written some stuff. On, I might be wrong, uh, but I feel like I remember a story about Patrick writing something on a plane before they recorded the demos. I might be just conflating that with Pete, but this idea of like as we get into Cork Tree through Folly Ado, especially there, there is like that is such a like. Cork Tree through Folly Ado can almost be painted as a fucking trilogy of these 
guys' relationships, mm-hmm. and both with themselves and with fame and with their each own other. music. Yeah. yeah, and like I that like that is such the peak of this band for me. Mm-hmm. Like their hiatus feels like a different thing. Their first record feels like a different thing. But I think reading this song is that is so much more interesting than what it pro- I think even actually is. Because as we dig into like the second verse, I think is more about their relationship with fame and their relationship with the the industry and yeah. having that pers- that outward facing persona. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's what's the lyric that I was thinking of? Um, we we must make it hard to look so easy, doing something so hard like the way you seem. What the? What it's the a fuck? weird. These don't lyric. feel like words. It's a very like, like weird... you must see my way. They scream when they look at me. I'm a star, and he repeats that a couple of times. Yeah, well, and like I get what he's trying to say there too, but like, cause like I think it's supposed to be like the we make it look easy to do something so hard, right? But it's like we also have to make it look hard because like I feel like there is kind of that thing in media and like parasocial shit where like because you do it and because it's well-produced and, like, because people don't see all the, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, like, things look easy. Yeah. And so then because of that, you still, like, to get people to understand, you still have to make it look hard on top of that. Because, like, it is hard to do, but, like, the magic of production and editing and PR Mm -hmm. makes it look easy. So, like, to get people to even understand it, like, you have to make it look hard to some degree. And I think to even, like... Just, just, like, for personal validation. (laughs) Yeah, well, and even to, like, I think to justify, like... Fallout Boy is that you're like, working well, and to and to other music like to other musicians too, right? And just like I think in general, like no, Fallout Boy is the best at what they do. Like, but you have to make that look hard to some degree. I I, I feel that. What was I? Oh, I was thinking of uh, for some reason that made me think of a an Instagram post by an actor whose name I don't remember. Uh, but he's an actor on Always Sunny, and he was like ridiculously shredded. And he was like talking about how oh all you gotta do is put in the the oh, time I've and the seen effort that. yeah yeah and like like the whole post is just like detailing like eight hours a day uh, a really expensive diet routines people paying for it because it's for a show yada 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 and yeah. just like really taking the task the fucking like gross fitness culture that people push sometimes because like I think about and I, I remember seeing a post where it was like like each film christian bale did for like 10 years and each time his body looks grossly different mm-hmm. and just like the routine you'd have to go through to do that i'm like that shit ain't easy <laughs> well especially because he went from doing the machinist where he was horrifically horribly underweight to then mm-hmm. doing the batman workout routine like yeah. i can't imagine what that does to your body yeah god anyways yeah so for some reason like making something that appears easy when you're not seeing the details look hard it made me think of that that post i'm a star he says six times i'm and a then motherfucking, goes to the chorus again. motherfucking star yeah so the bridge starts with you're not the first or the last which i think is actually a good lyric to tie back to alpha and omega mm-hmm. which i yep the annotation ugh, they got there before me damn <laughs> you're not the first or the last but you're possibly the prettiest he says and i gotta say uh yesterday we decided to do a second song uh, on today's recording session, and I rolled the dice. I got this song. I, I was listening to it as we were texting. I got to this lyric, and I just fucking started laughing so goddamn hard. <laughs> uh, you're not the first or the last, but you're possibly the prettiest. It's just, it's like the most Pete Wentz bullshit. Yeah, well, and I think it kind of ties into it. Honestly, reminds me of like this is weird, but again, stick with me. Um, oh, I'm sticking. <laughs> 
That's it what the show is about. It reminds me of like New Star is Born, like not the actual text of the film, but like the kind of like the vibe it feels like when they first meet and they're like both hanging out and Bradley Cooper is just like super fucking drunk. It absolutely is like a moment of him being like, this late, like <laughs> she hot and she can sing? What? <laughs> <laughs> and she got feet? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that but like there's especially like this one scene where they're sitting outside like a walmart basically and mm. or, or, or like a, a piggly like a, wiggly yeah some kind of shit like that and like she punched a dude because he was like hounding bradley cooper and bradley cooper's like you gotta fucking chill and there's just like a vibe of like you're not the first or the last, but you're probably the prettiest. Like, there's a hundred percent, like, <laughs> like exactly that moment kind of happens, except like he sticks it out and like stalks her. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take your word for it. I ain't seen this film. I just seen that meme of like, I just want to look at you again, <laughs> thing again. It's very funny. Yeah, it it a hundred percent does have a feeling of like he's gonna bail out and instead he becomes obsessed with her. So you know, mm, good times. Okay. Yeah, I wish I knew really what it meant in this context, because it leads into talking about a different thing. Because uh, after that, he says, he's a fighter past his prime. He's in the gutter waving his hand. I'm just fine. And then it repeats uh, the the yeah. first several lines again. I think you could low-key probably tie it back to the Pete and Patrick relationship, too. Because, like, Patrick is not the first person that pete was like in a band or like probably wrote for sure he's he's probably the prettiest as far as like his voice and stuff that's an that's a really interesting reading uh the line um and this i had to look up what song it reminded me of because i couldn't remember Uh, i i've dissociated the lyric from the song (laughs) that it was in um but the you're not the first or last but you're possibly the prettiest uh, made me think of a lyric from uh i'm like a lawyer Mm. Which was we're the new face of failure, prettier, prettier and younger, younger but, but not, not any, any better, better off. off. Yeah, I, I knew it was it came after new face of failure, but I've, I I've no longer associated that phrase with the song that it's in because it's just one of my favorite fucking lyrics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it made me think of that. I mean, it's like it's like a similar like. I mean, it says pretty both times. So yeah, <laughs> it's got the same <laughs> word. Yeah, like I didn't have anything deeper than that, but it's there. Yeah, but I mean, I think like, and again, like this is all just me wildly speculating, but it does seem like it could be like Pete also went with other bands after the hiatus. Mm -hmm. So Patrick is not the first or the last, but he probably has the prettiest voice. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, like he's a fighter past his prime. He's in the gutter waving his hand like the band. That almost seems like it might be about the the band. Yeah. Yeah. The band. Mm, The annotation for that from Pete says there's nothing more admirable or sad to me than watching a fighter past his prime and i you know and it's a picture I, of a fucking pro wrestler mid-dive yeah. why yeah. i was just gonna say nothing there's nothing more sad than watching a fighter past his prime and it's like you know pete i can relate i make a fallout boy podcast <laughs> i will i i i thoroughly enjoy fallout boy but it's so easy to dunk on and you know what? There is nothing wrong with dunking on one of the most successful bands in the world. Or honestly, yo, if you make art, like people have the right to dunk on your art because that's how life works. I mean, if you if you got things worth dunking on, you know. Yeah, like if people can find a reason to dunk on your shit, like welcome, mm. welcome to creating a thing and putting it into the world. Welcome to the new administration. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's so much of it. Like for me, is like, is it constructive? Is it? nice is it in a in a context like a comedy podcast where it's it's a little jokey 
I don't know. We we you and I fluctuate a lot between making jokes and actually just being like, Pete, you can't just say this. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is me being like, Pete, you can't just say this. Yeah. And then do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna do me the service of talking about the very last annotation for the outro of this song? Uh the abracadabra. Mm-hmm. He says abracadabra in the outro. Um <clears throat> This is the word that Christian Bale's no apostrophe on that S character in the film The Prestige says he will utter before he disappears from prison. Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> and, then it. There's, and then there's a comment that just says LOL. What'd you say? A mood. <laughs> Oh my god. What the fuck are you talking about? I do like that this is just this is a fucking Christian Bale episode, but just like putting the song is just apparently Christian Bale fan fiction. (laughs) Like none of my deep analysis matters because it's all just Pete Wentz like really sitting in his living room being like, man, Christian Bale was fucking in the prestige. movie there's a lot there yeah <laughs> got prestiged um <laughs> i do i just like like all the the fucking wizard behind the curtain shit that like is it through this song and the other metaphors uh and you didn't even it. tie it back to that it's just the fucking prestige I do like the, like the like the, uh, the it was inclusion. in his lap. It was in he had it he had it cupped in his hands. He was like, I already mentioned a wizard. I could just I could just tie it back. It wouldn't be a strong tie, but I could do it. And instead, he's like, Nah, just think about the prestige. <laughs> I I do love that Pete refuses for his annotations to provide any new information. It's just here's a thing I thought about. Like, Michael like, Jordan said a thing that stuck with me. So did Christian Bale in The Prestige. I think every Fall Boy song is actually bad, and people have just been ascribing <laughs> good things to them. <laughs> like, what is what is the meme? What is the meme where it's like, like my partner asks, like, "Hey, baby, okay?" Me, yeah, I'm fine. Me thinking, just thinking about the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that tweet it with this episode. <laughs> Please do this. Um, as as funny as this annotation is in um. To, to me, and it is, hopefully is to you, or else we've just been laughing maniacally about nothing. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing maniacally about the prestige. <laughs> so, the prestige is such a fucking well of comedy as far as I'm concerned. I've never even seen the movie. It's just so fucking funny. Like, <laughs> like this animation is a shitpost. <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete annotating his own lyrics is just fucking drill, honestly. Um, <laughs> um, 
going to crack open Photoshop after this. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then sit on it for, like, a month. Um, (laughs) Happy New Year. Fucking, all right. Just, all right. I do want to give just, like, just an ounce of, I'm going to make the annotation for Pete because he couldn't be fucked to do it. Too busy to think about the prestige. Too busy thinking about the prestige. <laughs> the, he, all right, let, let me do the legwork that he didn't do. Uh, Abracadabra being the thing that Christian Bale says. He doesn't even know the character's name. Christian Bale's character in the prestige saying he, he, will, he, will, he will say Abracadabra before he disappears from prison. Abracadabra being the last word in their song before they go on hiatus. That makes sense. What? Is, the, is the prestige... A prison break film? (laughs) No, it's, I mean, The Prestige is a movie about, like, magic. (laughs) A magic man. God, okay, so that's the connection, and he didn't even do that. He didn't even say this he is just the assumes, word. He just assumes we've all character. seen the fucking Prestige. The, the, the magician. <sighs> the connection's there, tying... and you didn't even do it. You didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> he just like y'all have seen the prestige right <laughs> y'all ever seen this film the prestige why is he watching movies about magicians so much i don't know especially this is especially <laughs> funny considering that the the annotation for the line i can almost see the wizard through the curtains too many Wizard of Oz moments in pop music to mention dot dot dot. Don't believe too much of what goes on in front of the curtains. Okay. Just call, just call them out, Pete. Just drag them. <laughs> um, who, did you sign an NDA? Uh, yeah, so I want you, instead of making the fucking edit about uh, think about the prestige. Uh, I want you to instead edit this annotation to just say the great Pagliacci is in town. <laughs> oh no, I have to make another meme now. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's the same fucking thing. Pete um, Metz goes to the doctor. Doctor, I want to take a break from making my pop punk music. Well, the great Pagliacci is in town. <laughs> No, no, the joke, the joke is Pete Wentz goes to the doctor, says, doctor, I'm sad and try having a hard time making music, what should I do? And the doctor says, watch a great film called The Prestige. <laughs> and then Pete Wentz says, doctor, I already watched The Prestige. <laughs> been laughing for 10 minutes <laughs> this invitation absolutely broke both of us <laughs> i knew it was funny but something about actually you making you read it for me was just like the icing it was it's the because, icing on the prestige cake because you got to listen to me crumble on air <laughs> Fuck, alright. <laughs>
I am broken now. Forever. I feel like we I feel like we should just take a second to say like okay, if he's going to say that before he disappears from prison and they say it at the end of the song before they go on hiatus was was being forced where did they feel like their music was a prison? But like I just can't. I, prestige is just so funny. Um, also, I feel like I, I feel like it's less a pre- like. Again, I haven't seen the film The Prestige, but I assume that it's a magic trick, right, to disappear. It's from about prison. two rivaling magicians. <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes it so much fucking better in the context of this song. It does. It, oh it, my it, god! It, it somebody do. needs to make a music video of this where Pete and Patrick are rival magicians. oh man andy just a sequined leotard um andy does um whatever scarlett johansson's role is in this movie i I, guess play a japanese woman (laughs) not in this film um but too many which is to say at least one yep that's too many yeah um so so there was our prestige episode um <laughs> but oh, okay i did have a point before i derailed myself which, yes yes which was if it's a magic trick right i'm assuming that like he's trying to like magic harry houdini his ass out of a prison or something presumably right? so, any, like, <laughs> please tweet us with the plot of the prestige please send me a tweet tweet thread of the prestige um (laughs) uh, hashtag fob cast the prestige um yes but if that's the case right and they're this is the last song before they go on hiatus as presumably like they come back right that's the magic trick is like their music is whatever it is they go on quote unquote hiatus after announcing a new in theory like concept album I don't and know. then the, uh, well i mean i don't know welcome to the new administration feels like it would have been a concept album well, had there been a concept yeah, well, <laughs> new administration was the lead up to folia do um and then they pulled this off of that and finished it for this single yeah so um, so but i don't so know in if theory, they the abracadabra is oh we disappeared in our hiatus and then safe rock and roll is like behold behind the curtain we have reappeared yeah magic <laughs> the prestige yeah, yeah prestige a why lot did, of the why did they name safe rock and roll the prestige <laughs> That's he should have. Uh, they should have. From now on, that album is called The Prestige. Okay, we've decided it. We have Save changed. Rock and Roll, aka The Prestige. Yep. Oh, we gotta we go back and re-edit that, that episode with wheels and everything. Um, oh, we should watch that movie also. <laughs> just, just you and I just hang out, not even for the show. Yeah, we just no. have to watch The Prestige. We'll just call. Now. We'll just be on the phone and watch The Prestige. Yeah. Here's the problem: is now. <laughs> Now it's a comedy to us. <laughs> Whether it was before or not, it is now to us. It absolutely anything that any movie that Pete Wentz takes that seriously is absolutely a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loves to reference films. Him and uh, Brendan Yuri used to too. I think it's just a mid two thousands pop punk thing. Yeah, Pete um, Wentz never yes, really stopped uh, though. Yeah, have we talked about the music in this? Like, is it's it's good? I like. It's I think a bop. This one's good. Yeah, not even that questionable. No, 
I think it's just a bop. It's just a bop. I really don't have that many issues with the with the song itself, other than like the prestige. Um, But yeah, I like yeah. I I don't even have questions. Like I don't feel weird about it. Like I did with Last of the Real Ones. Like it's just a bop, and I like it. Like I said, I feel like it has those vibes of what they would become post hiatus yeah it's it's like quite there yet if you took this song and took out some of the chugs it would in like i think it would sound a lot like modern um i think i think it's 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 getting there it's not it's definitely Mm -hmm. not quite there it's not there Um, yet it is still well it is still kind of leaning into folly ado too so i think it's just the right blend where i can still fuck with it yeah 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 and uh on the greatest hits this came after the folly ado songs so like they acknowledged it as like a a cap off point, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um. I I wish they put like the the growing up before. Anyways. Oof. <sighs> There's a video also. There. We, oh we my ca- god! We, I forgot the, about the video. Th- this episode kind of became our longest one because we lost ten minutes to to the prestige. But uh, <laughs> Joe, you there is keep a... that. You better keep all of oh, that I will. in there. Oh, I will. You better Trust not. Me. Do not edit out my prestige takes. I I would never. Um, the the Don't video. Don't censor me, Joe. <laughs> Goddamn! Social justice warriors taking away my prestige takes. <laughs> taking away my right to talk about the prestige. <laughs> that's Pete Wentz's next fucking annotation. Oh, um, man, after after he hears can, this episode, that's another meme I can make with the Far Cry New Dawn <laughs> uh, fucking cover. <laughs> I gotta write these down. Um, anyway, anyways, the video is it opens with it's Pete low Wentz. key Fallout Boy. If Fallout Boy was Jackass meets a tour documentary, yeah, it's it because it's it starts off with like a very young Pete saying that like. Uh, everything in this video is super dangerous. Uh, but it's like uh, a montage of all their music videos mixed in with like footage from live shows, uh, meet and greets, and just like random interspersing of like behind the scenes them doing dumb jackass shit with like to not even like each other. Like it's specifically like Pete and this one guy that I think was just like a tour buddy. Yeah, he's just some dude. Yeah. Uh, paintballs, peep BB guns, shot at butts, you know, mm-hmm. the works. And then it's um, also there's... like footage of them like on stage and yeah. like at shows and shit. Yeah, I think the context of um everything in this video is super dangerous. And then it's them doing the music and going on tours and stuff like Warps Tour and whatever, like mm-hmm. adds to the sentiment of the song being about the persona, the... The, I don't know. the the monster the music made. Yeah, the oh don't trust what's in front of the curtain because you don't know what's in front of it. Ugh. I'm the Joker now. <laughs> this is like Pete the third Wince. time we've referenced the Joker on this show. Yeah. It's so fucking Cast funny. Pete Wentz as the Joker, IMHO. It would be the worst and I'd love every second. Oh, it would be terrible. I'd love it. Uh yeah, so there's like a clip in here that I like of like it's someone bursting through drywall. Oh yeah. But like I'm I'm looking for it. Yeah, it's like three minutes into the video. Someone bursts through the drywall, and you can just see like a security guy look at him and be like, "God damn it! Like, why do we gotta deal with these kids?" <laughs> <laughs> and like somehow, sometimes that's how I feel looking at Fallout Boy too. Yeah, I'm just so, like, did you have to do that? Sometimes that's how I feel listening to the songs when I'm getting ready for our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Man, why do I gotta deal with these kids? 
Yeah, but we are the kids. I still think of Fall Out Boy as the kids as I'm preparing for our Fall Out Boy show. That was my idea. Yeah, (laughs) it it depends on, um, I think it depends on the song because sometimes they are the kids and sometimes they're the old heads who think they're the kids as we established in Save Rock and Roll. Um, It's not me who's wrong. It's the kids. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think that's... I think we did it, I think that's Alpha Dog. Awoo, Alpha Dog. Awoo. Awoo. Alpha Dog is Pete's persona, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. Someone Someone draw that. Someone draw that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag, hashtag FOBcast. Someone please draw that. Yeah. And tweet it at Pete us. As a, Pete as a dog. A sparkle dog, specifically. Uh, safe for work, question mark? Yes. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Any closing thoughts? It's good. I thoroughly enjoy this song. I just still think about the prestige. <laughs> so does Pete. Uh, that's it, oh. yeah. That's it. I don't oh. have any more thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I'm, I'm so used to like having some sort of like actual criticism that I'm just like, what do we say when the song was good? That's just it. We just make sh- stupid jokes about Pete Wentz being terrible at annotating. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Also, we assume this is Pete Wentz. We don't even actually know. It's just because it, of the punctuation. We're like, this it, is probably yeah. him. Patrick writes in like, he Patrick puts two spaces after periods. Yeah. Like, I also just genuinely don't think anyone else from Fall Out Boy would take the time to annotate their own songs on Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, no one, no one else posts the picture of... <laughs> fucking michael jordan dunking yeah you, you can you can you can tell enough from context like that has to be pete yeah should we address the fact that we stopped recording and then remembered uh yeah the prestige fucking mind wiped us and yeah uh whoops we... hold on <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is just like after this is like bonus content at the end of the episode is like it's just like a record scratch wait we forgot the pairing <laughs> We 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 prestiged the pairing away. Mm-hmm. Abracadabra, we disappeared the pairing. <laughs> <laughs> so before before we leave this episode, uh, Caitlin, you picked the song pairing for this week. I did. So l- lay it on me on uh, anything you have to say about it. Uh, so I picked Victorious from the aforementioned Panic at the Disco. Off of the uh, Death of a Bachelor record. Mm-hmm. Which and, I have not heard. Uh, it's a good album. But so I picked it because I think it sounds similar sonically. Like when I was listening to Alpha Dog, I was like, why do I know this song? And we, <laughs> we already talked about like it does sound like a, like a prequel to the post hiatus music. But it also kind of sounds like Victorious. Like the the mood is different but it's a similar sound and also it's a similar like it's a song about fame theme yeah like it's a song about fame and i feel like they're just opposite enough because while um alpha dog is again wrangling with the like what has fame done to us kind of thing yeah and and, and i think more about i would say alpha dog is more about the industry than victoria's is yeah and like victorious is more about just like being famous but like kind of reveling in it and like that's kind of what death of the bachelor mm-hmm. is about as an album too is like yeah it's it seemed that way from my the few songs that have come yeah, on shuffle it's very much about brandon yuri like 
Because I think this is the first album that he's done completely alone under the name Panic I, at the Disco. I think, um, is it Ryan? I think Ryan, if that's if that's the right name, because it was a duo mm-hmm. for a little bit. I think he was still around for Too Weird to Live. Yeah. I might and be so, wrong. And so I think this is the album where Brendan Urie like went completely solo, but kept Panic at the Disco as the name. And like, it's a lot about like, because even like Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time is about like substance abuse and stuff. But it's like, it's critical without being critical and it is still like fun and kind of just being like, yeah, I don't really like, I just do whatever the fuck I want. Cause I'm Brendan. Uh, an- um, another band with questionable bops. Yep. Um, and so the victorious is just kind of driving home the point of like, yeah, like tonight we are victorious. Like it's all about kind of relishing in where he's at and mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not explaining this well, but it it they're you. they're parallel songs. I feel they're. I feel like it's like a parallel moment, especially considering that they kind of came up together. Which the the timing isn't right because Death of a Bachelor is actually a pretty new record, whereas Alpha Dog was from several years ago, technically. Yeah, two, before 2008 it got finished. Two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's like so. It, but it it does feel interesting that like when Fall Out Boy was grappling with their fame and like about to break up. They did this song and then Brendan Yuri, like now at his, I feel like peak form of getting to be Panic of the Disco <laughs> by himself is like not he is the panic and the disco. <laughs> he is all of the above. Um, but he's kind of like going in the opposite direction of being like, no, like this is where like I'm finally at versus like them being like, um, we don't really know like what's going on with the industry or what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. And then Brendan Yuri is like, nah, bitch, like I'm I'm fucking out here. <laughs> I am I am living my best life I for have, better or for worse. I have arrived. That's a good pairing. Thank you. I did it myself. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet, Caitlin? You can find me at C G and A R's on Twitter.com. And from there you can find all my other shit in my pin tweet. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O, and you can find the other shit I do from there as well. Um, is this more than you bargained for yet, Caitlin? I was trying to think of a prestige joke and I couldn't get yeah. one together in time. Abracadabra joke. <laughs> <laughs> disappear- <laughs> disappearing from this podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope this is the vibe for the rest of the year because I'm, I'm down with it. <laughs> I'm into it as well. We will see you next week to talk about more random fallout boy songs goodbye goodbye Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every mm, two weeks? We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! 
is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song. Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 <laughs> Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music. <laughs>